purity of platforming. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to edit out how long it took you to respond to my question because it was instantaneous. You had the gun locked and loaded, ready to shoot from the hip. <laughs> see what you did there i don't know i'm spitballing i'm spitballing baby i hear you yeah no bad ideas nope yeah thank you no bad ideas no, I, bad no ideas. criticism i was no just asking ideas. for an explanation yeah no i'm just saying we've we're kicking it up a notch we're kicking it up a notch we're bringing it hard and heavy for your new for your your friends of friends so that you can be like hey i have this podcast i've been listening to mm-hmm. friend mm. of not david and chase uh, here you should listen, and then we'll drop this episode, episode thirteen, on them. Mm-hmm. We'll be like, "Whoa, spicy stuff going on in here." Spicy pod, and you know, thirteen is my lucky number, sir. So I was gonna, I was gonna broach this subject. Mm. I was a little worried that uh, some some fuckery would go down on episode thirteen. Mm. Like what? What would happen? Frogs would um, just start pouring out of the screen. Yeah, I think plagues are definitely a good prediction. Probably plague. Plague probably, I think, is just already covered. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's an option. We may already sort of be in that, and I don't know that we really caused that one. I would hope not. Yeah, although the timeline is kind of similar, isn't it? Oh, we kind of started near the end or the beginning of the year. Oh no. Ugh. Uh oh. Sorry, everybody. I think we unleashed a plague. Uh oh. Uh oh, oopsies, all plagues. <laughs> you can't prove anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just gonna pretend like this part never happened. Just edit it out. It's fine. It's they'll fine. never they'll know. They'll never know. They'll never know that we're actually demons. It's us, the Corona Boys. We got you good, fuckers. <laughs> the Corona Boys, oh my god. Episode thirteen. Wait, but is the Corona Boys like the Hardy Boys, but like the bad, nasty version? I think it is the bad, nasty version of the Hardy Boys. The bad, nasty boys, a.k.a. the Corona Boys. The Corona, the corona Squad Boys. Bad, nasty boys. Bad, nasty Can really boys. roll that into one word, and it feels pretty good. That's actually not too bad. Bad, nasty boys. Bad, nasty boys. Which is pretty ant- antithetical to what we're actually doing. I mean... Could we just take on the moniker of the Bed Nasty Boys as a tongue-in-cheek joke? Right. Only only the people who listen to it will get it. Only 90s kids remember. Only, no, only the, bad, 90, the Bad Nasty Boys. Bad That's nasty my favorite boys. boy band. Bad Nasty Boys. <laughs> the B-Boys. That's who originally wrote Who Let the Dogs Out. The B-Nasty Boys. <laughs> this is nothing. <laughs> Uh, haven't said what this is yet. This is video game podtimism. This is, this is the bad game nasty boys. Show. This is the bad nasty boys. It's video game podtimism, the Optimist video game variety show, where two bad nasty boys talk about the wonderful world of gaming. I am Chase, and the second bad nasty boy. I'm David. I'm the bad boy. Chase is the nasty boy, and together. Oh. We are the bad nasty boys. 
I really feel like I got the short end of the stick hitting the nasty boy. You said you were the second of the I bad nasty I was hoping you would boys. take the ball and run with it and go with, I'm the first. <laughs> but no, you just no. stuck me in the corner as <laughs> nasty boy. Hey, you know, we could we could switch it up every now and then. Man, I hope so. I don't know. I hope I don't have to be nasty for the whole time we record this. No, it's fine. You can call me the nasty, but I'll call you the nasty boy. But if you do so something a, good, you're the bad boy. You know what I'm mm, saying? So okay. if one of us does something like a nasty boy would do, be like, hey, you being a nasty boy. Mm. Can you explain to me what being a nasty boy looks like? I don't know, just being like, ooh, this game sucks. But we don't even do that. That's our whole thing is we don't do that. I know, but it's just like to keep us in check. I see. And being a bad boy is when you're being a podtimist? Yeah. Okay. Because you're going against the grain. That's what bad boys do. Ah, you know it's I mean? uncool to appreciate video games as they are. It's uncool to show appreciation and love for a medium. Wow. Okay, that was very bad of you. I was real. I'm feeling real bad right now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a b boy. <laughs> <laughs> are you playing video games? <laughs> yes, I am. Which ones are you playing, David? It's more like Witcher ones am I playing? Am I right? Still up in it. Still in there. Yeah, I'm pretty hard in the Witcher right now. You were texting me about where you were, and uh, I think that's about where like I fell headlong into the video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, where was it? Like right after you kind of uh, finish up the... Is it Velen? Is that where that is? Yeah, with the crones. Yeah, where all the like witches in the forest and all that shit goes on. That's yeah. like when st- stuff in the game is starting to be like, okay, there's a whole thing going on in this video game. Yeah, for a while I just had no fucking clue what the story was. Yeah. Because there's just so much of it and so many side quests. I'm just like, is this the story? Is that the story? I don't really know. But every once in a while something really cool would happen and I'd be like, okay, that's tight. But now I'm in the big city. I'm in Novigrad. Oh, yeah. And it's very different when you get into big cities in that game. Because for like the first 15 hours, you're just in the countryside. And you're going to like little towns and that's it. And then you go into big city and you feel like a big boy. <laughs> just like, okay, I'm in it now. So. I am city Geraldo. <laughs> Geraldo? Geraldo. Geraldo? Geraldo no. of Rivia? Yeah, Geraldo of Rivia. <laughs> Geraldo of Riveria? <laughs> That'd be a very different video game. <laughs> Do you think that's what his name is based off of? Geralt of of Rivia and Geraldo Rivera are very close. Yeah, I think the connections are a little... It's hard hard to look over those. Hmm. I think you're on to something. I'm just asking questions. My wisher sense is tingling. (laughs) Gotta follow those stink lines all the way to to Geraldo. That's my biggest concern with the game, is that I am colorblind. Ooh, yeah, tough. It is so hard... To follow those wispy little ethereal red lines through their lush, like, golden green world. I have such a heart. I had to go so slow. And I had to, like, do, like, 360, like, every couple of steps because I don't I don't see it. Yeah, I have a hard time and I'm not colorblind, so I can imagine that this is not an easy part of the game. I'm, I'm like, just squinting so hard, just looking at the screen, like, where do I have to go? Mallory! Mallory, Come see color for me. Where does Geraldo need to go? <laughs> Point Geraldo in the way of the stink. That'd be a good cosplay for anybody out there listening who does cosplay. Geraldo Rivera. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, shit. Very, very <laughs> topical, too. I, actually, no, I take that back. He's, That's not not even in, he's not even in the news anymore, is he? Is he alive? Did he die? 
I was more going to comment about how The Witcher is not very uh, hot right now, but it is still kind of hot. Oh, given no, the people, TV show. people still love The Witcher. Mm-hmm. So you're enjoying The Witcher. <laughs> I, I, I am. It's good. It's a good game. Yes, it is. It's definitely one of those games that will just suck you in for like two hours and it doesn't feel yeah. like you did anything. Yeah. Which is cool and not cool at the same time. Probably good for these times, but I imagine if you were like just in regular outdoor times, that uh, be a little frustrating. Just probably blow in two hours would be like what? Like what did I yeah. do here? Yeah, but it's been good. It's been good yeah. so far. Um, Anything else? You know, that's really been it. Not playing Divinity. Uh, I didn't play it over the weekend because Mallory was out of town. Mm. But I have. We did play it a little bit again. Just not as not as much because we both have started kind of ramping back up into work mode. So just not as much time for Divin, but it's still in there. It's still in the roto for sure. <laughs> just got to find the right time to do it. Um, and then Witcher Three has just totally overtaken XCOM. <laughs> it's eaten your XCOM. It's just time. eaten my XCOM time. But I'm sure I'll eventually get tired of Witcher Three and switch back over to XCOM. Yeah, this comes pretty fun. And yeah, I think that's about it. I haven't really touched my Switch this week, which is rare for me. Been, I was about to say, that seems like a rarity. I've been going hard on the Switch lately, but no, no, it's just, I, I like, I'm not playing The Witcher on the Switch. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's tough. That ain't gonna work. It barely works on my PlayStation. <laughs> Your PlayStation sounds like a 747 trying to take off. Dude, my PlayStation's been acting up lately. It's been, oh no. It's been a little funky. Oh god. It's done some things where it's just like, Sorry, we're crashing now. Mm. Did that with when we played Divinity Original Sin. I lost an hour of game. Yikes, that's not a good feeling. Lost it. Yeah, it was just like, yeah. just like froze. And I'm just like, oh, shit. And Mallory's like, what's going on? She's never experienced this before. And then I'm just like trying to press things. I'm like trying to press the PlayStation Home button. I'm just like, it's over. Hard reset. Only option. You were Gandalf in the... Yeah. Uh, the, the Mines, the mines of Moria. Moria. That's mm-hmm. what it was. When you heard the fucking the uh, the PS4 crash, you're like, no, no. I look behind myself dramatically. Fly, you fiends! It. Yeah, it was it was pretty dramatic, um, and I did report that bug, that error to Sony, so they know. Oh wow, yeah, they know. Nice. I video game Karen it. I told the manager. I would like to speak to your Sony manager. So yeah, that's that's been my video game stuff of the week sweet what about you what are you playing my friend i have mostly two games that i'm doing right now mm-hmm. that are different than the rest i've sort of taken a break on the playstation for a hot second i'm like tagging you out and i've only been playing switch for a second okay okay so last week i downloaded and played streets of rage 4 oh okay yeah i didn't even know they had a fourth one it like just came out it's very recent oh they made a new one they made a new one yeah whoa okay i was not super familiar with streets of rage for those of you who aren't it's like a side-scrolling beat-em-up yeah um yeah. like uh, turtles in time or I like about to say uh, turtles in time was so good final fight i think was one for snes final fight or like uh golden axe golden axe yeah that's another golden axe Genesis is very one. similar um altered beast Altered Beast, yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Wise from your grave. Wise from your grave. <laughs> Why can't that dude say it? He's just got a little bit of a speech impediment as a necromancer. It's so. fine. I'm going to have to put that clip in there so people know what the fuck we're talking about. 
Wise from your boy. Oh yeah, that brings me back, man. <laughs> um, did you play any of the other Streets of Rages? No, not really. I I played like either one or two, like mm-hmm. just on and off. Maybe like friends' houses as I was growing up, but yeah, I never like sat and played through it. Yeah, I think I had had like. This came out on the Genesis, so uh, uh, I think in like 92, 93, 94, they were like back to back. I think I got a Genesis late, and so I like kind of just scrounged up whatever like top games they had at the time, so I didn't really play the first three, but I did like Final Fight a lot. I obviously like fucking Turtles in Time. Mm-hmm. It's killer. And so I'm like sort of familiar with the these genres, but uh, played through the fourth one. It's about as long as you would expect it to be, given that it's like a side-scrolling game. Yeah. Pretty short. I think I beat it in like a day or two. Uh-huh. I don't think it's full price, so it's not like that bad that it's not very long. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think most of the draw of the game is playing through it like a couple times um, because you get like points and scores and you unlock different like characters you can play. I think there's sure. like, 14 characters or something. Okay. It's pretty fun. It was a good game. Not crazy about it. I think I, there's a part of me that thinks I don't understand how to play these games right. Sure. Like I learned how to play them when I was very young. And so most of my strategy is just go to the right punch dudes. I think there's like a little bit more to it. Like there's some strategy, not like in that you don't have to punch dudes or you don't have to move right, but like I'm still dying a lot. Like normal was pretty tough for me. Gotcha. You're, you're missing some sort of strat. I think so. Like there, there's all these abilities of like you can grab people and throw people and like punch behind you kind of. And like sometimes I use that stuff, but I get the sense that there's probably a, a level of mastery that I do not command over these kind of games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it was pretty good. I liked it. Nice. Uh, it was a fun little little game. A little jaunt to the park. Yeah, a little jaunt. Uh, the other game that I'm playing is called Moonlighter. Is that good? Yes. Okay. I I think it's very good for me. Uh, oh. This is very much my kind of video game. Gotcha. Is it like Slay the Spire? A little bit. So I'm at almost any time that, that there is a roguelike or a roguelite in this case. I'm, that's usually my shit. Uh, roguelite being you die, you can die and... Like some of it is procedurally generated, but you're you carry over progress from one like dungeon run to the next. Mm. Or as a rogue like you don't. Yeah, roguelike I think is is generally like you have one pass at a certain run and that's kinda it. Like there's not a lot of progress mm. that's carried over. Mm-hmm. So the concept of this game is that you are a shopkeeper, I think, in a town and you sell loot that you get from a nearby dungeon mm-hmm. and the dungeon that you go into, it sort of turns into like kind of like Zelda a little bit. Like it's top down uh, grid based mm-hmm. or not grid based, but like the map is a grid Sure. Um, and you move from one like quadrant to another, all of which is procedurally generated. So it's random each time you go in there. And then the loot that you get from beating the monsters, you take back up and sell and get more money and your town gets bigger and your swords get better. And then you can go deeper into the dungeon, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. The, the loop of the game is just very good. It's very satisfying for me. Okay. Solid. You just like, you just like that little bit of progression each time, go a little bit the, farther. Yeah. The, the progression each time, uh, the sense of like each, each thing is getting you closer to being like better and stronger sure the upgrades of the town and your shop are tangible and like your shop physically gets bigger and you Mm. get other perks and stuff like that your swords and spears and shit look different and do more damage in when you're selling things the shop it like doesn't tell you how much something is worth and so you essentially have to like anytime you get a new piece of loot you have to kind of compare it against uh other pieces of loot that like it gives you like a range of like, it's kind of in this range of how valuable this is. Um, and then you just put it for a price and see how people react to that. 
And so if they come in, they're like, oh, fuck that. It's like way too expensive. But then if they come in and they're like, oh, shit, I got to buy this. It's like, okay, that's too 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 cheap. cheap. So you got to up your price a little bit. And some items are more or less in demand. So if if it's more in demand, you can charge more for it and that sort of shit. And so for whatever reason, that's... So it's also like a little capitalism simulator. A little bit, yeah. Interesting. (laughs) I don't know know why that's satisfying. (laughs) Economic simulator, supply and demand. They literally say supply and demand in the video game. So Hmm. they're definitely aware of it. But for whatever reason, I, I, I found that pretty fun. Yeah. I really missed this game. It came out like two years ago came out a while ago. Yeah, I think it came out when I was doing one of my internships still. It was in, I think, May of 2018. Mm-hmm. I, I have no idea why I didn't see this game. It, like, didn't... I didn't read anything about it. I didn't uh, see anything about it. Or maybe I read it and, like, got a bad idea of what it was. But mm-hmm. I had, like, seen it on the, the Switch shop and was like, oh, that sounds kind of fun. And then it was on sale, too. So I think I got it for, like, $10 or something. Downloaded yeah. it and I was like... Oh, what the fuck is this? It's a good game. Ten bucks? That's pretty decent. That's a, it's pretty good. I gotta buy this. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. I'd say it's worth it. It's. Okay. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. The. I've got a feeling it's not going to be a particularly long game either. Like, mm-hmm. as far as RPGs or roguelites go, there's like essentially four dungeon zones, kind of. Sure. Each one sort of like the backdrop is a little different. Mm-hmm. I'm on the second like dungeon zone probably not far from beating that one sure and so i figure the the game will probably end once you've beaten all four of them and maybe another boss or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh yeah good game I'm, I'm into it you're gonna put 250 plus hours into it like you did slay the spire i'm not gonna do that probably <laughs> <laughs> i was stunned at how much time you'd put into slay the spire when i looked at your nintendo switch like most played or whatever <laughs> your playlist it is odd it really snuck up on me that one that is that's a lot of time it's a a, uh it was a bus game for me for a while it's like almost game okay like all i would play on my commute and so i'm logging you know daily at least like an hour to the game right Mm -hmm. and it's been out for a little while so for a while i was just putting putting hours into that one it's also easy one to play before bed it's not super demanding if you've played it a lot unfortunately like i have Mm -hmm. so it's uh yeah, great game. Slay the Spire. Also great. There you go. Oh, I one I remembered one other game I did play this past week. What other game did you play this week, David? I played like just a little bit of Hotline Miami. Hey, nice. Have you played that before? No, my cousin bought like a physical co- physical copy of like the Switch version, which also yep. came with like a download code for a digital copy of it. Hey. And he's just like, hey, anybody want this? And no Gaming the system, as yeah, they say. No one else no one else needed it. And so I just took it. But man, that game really kicks my ass for some reason. It's hard. That game's it's hard. hard. I got to like the first level and I just like couldn't get past it. I'm like, what am I what am I doing wrong? <laughs> I've beaten Sekiro. What am I doing wrong? <laughs> got a little I'm indignant a core about it. Gamer. I'm a core gamer. What is what am I what am I missing here? It is fun. It's very stylish. It's cool. Mm-hmm. I'll probably jump back into it at some point, but nice. It's fun. I've got something. Mm-hmm. That's been fueling my sense of podtimism. Let's hear it. It's collaboration, David. Okay. It's collaboration. Sure. When we talk about good games, there's a specific thing that I didn't realize was a thing, but there was some inter-game developer collaboration that happened on this project that we're going to talk about. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yep. I love it. It's I love great. It. I love it as well. Every now and then, like game companies will do that where they're like, hey, we're 
partnering with this other studio to do this thing or like some kind of uh, cross pollination like Doom and Animal Crossing communities kind of did this when those games were coming out mm-hmm. or like there was all those memes about Isabel like going to hunt demons and the Doom guy going to the Animal Crossing yeah. Yeah, yeah. towns and shit like that that's really fun um, it's rarely as explicit as the example we're going to talk about but um, it is it is pretty cool to see when that happens because mm-hmm. it seems like it's I feel like game developers by and large are not particularly protective people like a lot of these people are programmers and so like the open source community is definitely a thing there and so like when the opportunity arises it seems like there's definitely a collaborative sense that can spring up mm-hmm. totally it's cool that is cool it's got me feeling bad Ooh, got me feeling bad. Yeah, those those developers aren't being nasty boys; they're being bad boys. Bad boys, but nasty boys. But sometimes you need a little bit of nasty to get the full bad nasty boys. It's true. You know what it's, I mean? it's yin and yang. You need both. Just a little bit of the nasty. We just bring most of the bad here, and just a little bit of nasty. Just a little bit. A little stink on it. A little stench for the nostrils. Do you have something uh, that's just podtomistically good this week? Something in video games that you're super appreciative of? My optimistic thing is mm. the rich world that can be made in a video game. Oh, that's a big one, I feel like. That's a big one. I feel like video games are unique in their way to world build because it's you kind of like almost physically interacting with it, right? Mm. About as close as you can get with a fictional world, right? And I guess when I was playing The Witcher 3, just the depth of the lore... And all like the different bestiary entries that you read, and everybody has their different weaknesses and whatever. Mm-hmm. You have to like craft oils and stuff. And then also just the different characters. Like I met Triss for the first time. Nice. And I was like, I've never played a Witcher game before. But for some reason, I was already like invested in her character real quickly because of her connection with Geralt that I didn't even know what it was. Yeah. Just like yeah. she is some reason important. So I'm invested in her character now and she's cool and I want to see what happens next. Yep. So it's just impressive that games are able to craft these gigantic narratives and worlds that have all these different characters and components. And it's just like every, I don't know, five or 10 minutes, there's like a new character who pops up that apparently was a character in one of the old Witcher games that yeah. you're, that like all the fans would would recognize immediately but i'm just like well, it's just a new person but apparently they have this huge backstory with Geralt, and i just don't who even the fuck know is dandelion who is this yeah, guy who is, who is dandelion he's apparently the narrator i had yeah. no idea yeah. just dandelion okay and then like this guy this spy master guy is now like a fucking crime boss in the city i'm in apparently he and Geralt have some history and then there's this little dwarf and he and Geralt have some history and there's tris and he and she and Geralt have some history just like I don't even know, and then I'm just like stuck reading their backstories <laughs> to just figure out what's going on. It's just—it's really impressive. I've watched some like YouTube's of here's all the Witcher backstory, and it's—it still wasn't all that clear. I tried to do that a couple of times when I was trying to get into The Witcher Three the first time. I'm yeah. just like, I'll just go and like watch a video, and it's just like clarify. All the videos are like 30 minutes long. They're long. And I'm yeah. just like, I don't got this time. And by the end of the video, I've retained absolutely nothing. 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 Because yeah. there's just so much. There's so much of it. It's crazy. It's a crazy dense game. I agree that the worlds are pretty cool. The worlds are cool. Uh, in video games. I think video games also have the luxury of you spending a lot of time in them. Sure. A movie's got like two to three hours tops. 
Right. I guess a book is pretty good, but not nearly as visceral. But a game you can kind of just go exist in for hundreds of hours if you so choose. Easily. Easily. So they got uh, the luxury of your time for sure. Uh-huh. Most definitely. It's a good one. I like that one. Thank you. It took me a second to formulate it, but I got there. You know, in post-production, it's going to seem like it took no time at all. I'm going to seem so smart. It's going to be yeah, great. Yeah, you always do. You always sound like a smart, smart bad boy. I'm an educated bad boy. Unlike me, the dumb, nasty man. <laughs> nasty, nasty boy, please. Yeah, that's fair. There are no men here. We are only boys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> New tagline for the pod. No <laughs> men here, only boys. Only boys. <laughs> Yikes. Boys only club. Oh, no. We <laughs> cannot. Good. That is bad. That's, the phrasing is somehow worse. That's, it's, the, it's the implication. We need to move on to good games before this gets worse. Yeah, let's get out of here. <laughs> so last week we talked about Jack and Daxter. Sure did. And in passing, we had mentioned a young rivalry that we had developed between Jack and Daxter and Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, it was like Sony Civil War. Yeah, you were. we were definitely both being nasty boys trying to defend our own IPs. We were, we were big time nasty boys. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was definitely there. We were being awfully non-pod domestic trying to shit on each other's game choices, yeah. despite the fact both of us played both of those games. Like, it wasn't like, a, very true. oh, those games are unplayable. We were both, like, no, they were both very good. One of them is just a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we thought it might be appropriate to uh, talk about the other end of this equation and uh, talk about Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank, baby. So this is, of course, Good Games, the section where we talk about, or the segment, where we talk about the games of yesteryear and gush about all the things that we love about them. Normally, as in not last week and this week, we choose games that are kind of in that C to B range, maybe even D, depending on uh, how how bad the game is. But we've chosen a couple of games that have been pretty well regarded for quite some time. Jack yeah. was pretty well reviewed, and I think Ratchet and Clank, for the most part, or at least in the games that we're going to talk about, are pretty well reviewed. They're also pretty good game so mm-hmm. may have less by the way of uh criticism but more by the way of gushing to do about them sure do so quick stats mm-hmm. ratchet and clank was developed by insomniac games who also put out spyro spyro the dragon was uh, kind of their first big hit uh they put out i think three of those for the playstation and then they did ratchet and clank for a while they went on to make resistance that first person shooter for the playstation 3 i think mm-hmm. i think yeah, it was like resistance a of man yep most notably i think recently they did that uh the marvel spider-man video game which was chef's kiss very good that was a very very good spider-man game it was it was quite fun they insomniac had first put out uh ratchet and clank in november of 2002 that was when the first one came out and i believe in typical early 2000s fashion they put out a lot of them very quickly thereafter uh ratchet and clank going commando came out in 2003 Mm -hmm. uh uh, ratchet and clank up your arsenal came out in 2004 and then ratchet and clank deadlocked came out in 2005 so yearly they were putting these things out. deadlocked no one cares about that one it was less good i think wasn't it like a multiplayer one it, it like was multiplayer. I think I think Clank was not in it. Like he was like on your comms rather than playing with him. 
the cover, like the, the tone of the game was just very different. I think it was when Ratchet and Clank were trying to go uh, by the way of Jack 2 and 3 and become more serious and shootery. Sure. For the most part, we're going to be talking about those first three. The the original, Going Commando, and Up Your Arsenal. Do you want to explain what the, the game is, like mechanically? Sure. It's like a third-person shooter with a bunch of upgradable and unlockable guns that do progressively cooler and more destructive things. I think that's pretty appropriate. And it's um, a remember platformer, much? too. Yeah, it's a platformer. platformer. There's some jumping to be done. But the star of the show is really the guns. I think that's the case, yeah. So at the time, I think the, the game was lauded for platforming being pretty good. Like Jack and Daxter, the animation was really like top quality. Mm-hmm. Like The facial animations were very, very good. The game ran really well. Like it was very smooth. I don't know how well the comedy is aged, but at the time, I thought it was very funny. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's hard to tell because I was, let's see. 12 when the first one came out yeah so like, it's hard to know what's actually funny when you found that funny when you were a kid yeah i if i remember correctly it was a lot of like irreverent humor sort of stuff and i don't know that i would love that now but did you play the remake recently on the playstation I did. 4 i did yeah i felt like a lot of the comedy landed kind of flat for me on that one personally i, I had you. looked at some comparisons of that one to the first one like the original version of the game mm-hmm. and they changed a lot of the dialogue like it isn't one for one the same like writing yeah and so i don't know if like if it's wasn't as funny because the original wasn't as funny or they translated it over to make it less funny mm-hmm. but yeah it also kind of fell a little flat for me on that one as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like i said it was it was reviewed pretty well so it was well regarded even at the time also i forgot i, I totally thought naughty dog did spyro but Insomniac did Spyro. I was totally wrong last week. It's just looking like a <laughs> fool now. Oops. The uh, well, So Fact what check. I was mentioning before about the, the collab was that Insomniac and uh, Naughty Dog had this like sort of uh, union as far as, not union, but there was, a, uh, there was a collaboration that they had where I believe it was that they were somehow collaborating on engine work. Okay. The engines of their games were both founded, I think, on similar code. I'd uh, seen some interviews with some folks at Naughty Dog who were disputing that claim, saying, like, oh, like, Insomniac didn't build the whole engine that we're running. So I'm sure it's more complicated than that. There's, like, a lot of people to attribute for that. But my mm-hmm. understanding is that uh, in some way, those two companies were, like, kind of trading secrets on how to how to make a really clean and polished game. I think specifically around draw distance that like when in the game, you can look pretty far in the distance and it still be rendered fairly well. Whereas Mm -hmm. I think that wasn't really the case in the games at the time. Like they kind of had to either put things behind fog or not render it very well far away or anything like that. Whereas both those games had a pretty far draw distance. So fuck. Yeah. Collaboration. Fuck yeah. Collaboration. Okay things that are good about this game let's hear it i feel like i've been talking forever do you want to start (laughs) yeah it was one of the first like funny games i played as a kid that wasn't like a point and click game it was like a funny shooter actiony game which was much more my style which was awesome the story was pretty engaging for back then right it was interesting it was dynamic compelling and i mean now they have don't they have a movie made out of ration clank too they did. It was not particularly great, but they yeah. do have one. But that's the kind of quality that it was. Like, it felt like you were watching a movie at some point, like an animated kid's movie. Yeah. 
And then really the biggest thing that I remember was just how good all the guns felt. Like all the strafing, locking on, like the the environments were large enough to where you could kind of play around with all the different weapons pretty easily and not feel like you were getting squished or, you know, run down or anything. It felt like it very much kind of set you up to kind of, to uh, explore and use the guns to your desire as opposed to like really challenging you or like overwhelming you with things so a different kind of game in that aspect but fun that's true that like i feel like in a lot of games a game will give you a certain amount of assets like potions or ammo or something like that Mm -hmm. and you're constantly worried that you're going to use it at the wrong time essentially like i need to save this for later or for a boss fight or something because i'm not going to have enough exactly yeah something but resource management yeah, I don't know what it was about Ratchet and Clank that like they did such a good job. I think it was somebody in there was just very good with tweaking numbers that like you would inevitably run out of ammo for some gun and you would have to switch to another one and that they would kind of cycle you through that pretty regularly. So like you could use your favorite gun, but you got to switch to something else eventually. And so they would force you to use other stuff and use other guns. And so like you were constantly just moving between okay i gotta use this like big explodey thing for the crowds and then i've got like kind of a fast shooter for the big guys and then something else and blah blah blah. and like somebody at insomniac was was tweaking the knobs to the point where your uh the loop was that you were constantly cycling through all these things and i think that works pretty well you're right Mm -hmm. when i was younger and still when i played the remake the the thing that drew me in and kept me moving through the boring parts Mm -hmm. like not every inch of that game is incredible but Uh, most of it is, but there's parts where it's like, "Ah, I don't know that I really want to shoot a hundred more dudes, but I think if I shoot a hundred more dudes, my gun's going to upgrade and I got to see what the fuck is on the next side of that upgrade. That was, yeah, that was another big part of it was that the more you use it, the cooler it would get. Yeah. And it'd have like really cool visual tweaks that they would do to it too. And it kind of just like start off looking kind of, you know, ho-hum, whatever, pretty basic. And then just Mm -hmm. by the end, you'd get like this giant fucking thing that would just destroy people. Even if it was like the beginning gun, just like the last stage of it would just be super powerful, which is cool. I think they tap and in, tapped into the same desire in my lizard brain that likes to watch Pokemon evolve. It's yeah. like I gotta I gotta yeah. get him to the next stage. Gotta gotta level him up all the way. I don't know if this is this actually correct, but if I remember correctly in the later games, like they even had multiple levels of upgrades where it's like not just you get the one to the two and but like for for many guns it was like this is the first level this is the second level this is the third and they all had like very distinct looks to them mm-hmm. i don't know why the, i i think at the time that, that just kind of wasn't really done all that often that like like visual upgrades in video games were pretty rare just because like it was hard to develop assets for 3d video games so yeah. they didn't have the time to make three different versions of the same gun they would just make one but mm-hmm. as a kid, I was like, oh, my God, like, it's red now, and he's carrying it, and it's doing a bunch of different shit. Like, that's mm-hmm. crazy. It's like it shoots fire now as well. Yeah. Oh, my God. What? It shoots yeah, so blades? They, they, <laughs> they had that integration that, like, I guess you can kind of point to Skyrim as another example where mm-hmm. the more you use something, the better your skill at it gets. Yeah. And so it's a satisfying experience just to literally click the button that says shoot, right? Like. You're able to get this feedback loop of even if I'm not enjoying the moment to moment gameplay, I am progressing. It's that dopamine button. Just I think keep, so. Yeah. Keep hitting this button. Your brain's going to like it. Keep going. There was a, uh, this is kind of a sidebar, but I did this profile, like video game motivation profile from Quantic Foundry. 
Okay. It asks you like a series of questions. It's kind of like Myers-Briggs or something like that. Uh-huh. They like analyze what your motivation in video games is. Achievement is my number one. I'm not surprised at all. I want to achieve the video game. There you go. Okay. You should do it uh, between now and next week when we can talk about our profiles. Yeah, I'll wait. I'll okay. Wait. Ten minutes is too um, It's pretty interesting though. Yeah. Definitely, definitely worth it. Ratchet and Clank really tapped into this uh, achievement-driven stuff where I want to max out all the levels of the guns. I want to see what the end versions of these guns look like uh-huh. and how much they can beat a dude. Sure. This sort of motivation is always sort of confusing for me because I can't help but want it. But when I play it out in my mind, it's not quite satisfying. Like when I think about what is it going to be like when I have every upgraded version of the gun and I can just sort of wipe the floor with these bad guys. And that's not a particularly fun part of the game for me. No, it's you've you've beaten the game and now life is meaningless. It's like um, one punch man. Pretty much, yeah. Like you get you get to be the strongest there is, and that's like, well, what do I do? Yeah, it's now? just like who cares at that point? Like I can just beat anybody with my eyes closed. So yeah, it's sort of the ladder of getting there that's more exciting to me. Yes, yeah. yeah the the chaos ladder. I guess so. Yeah, very weird. The little finger ladder. Ratchet and Clank is a ladder. <laughs> Jesus. My question for you is: Yes. How is it better than Jack and Daxter? Oh, God. I will attack you. <laughs> Just so you know. Well, at least you, at least I know your knives are out up front. <gasps> this is hard because I'm going to drudge up a bunch of 14 year old arguments for why this game is good. This is great. Why would I want to spin in a circle and hit a dude when I could shoot them with a gun instead? Mm. So a you're question a, for you. So you're a gun boy. <sighs> It's hard for me not to answer these real. Because, like, they took my guns. (laughs) Took my guns. (laughs) No, let me be a little bit more realistic with my answer here. I think the the inclusion of an experience bar makes this game better for me. The 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 good old achievement gamer. (laughs) That's me, baby. That's what I want. There's a bar I can fill up. I want that. Oh, my God. The experience bar at the bottom of the World of Warcraft screen is a problem for me. I can't help but just like, I gotta, I gotta get it up in there. I gotta fill this up. <laughs> You're so different from me in many ways. It's, it's odd. Like, I, yeah. I don't conceptualize myself this kind of person, but I can't help it. I want to optimize and get all these bars to max. Sure, sure. 12-year-old me thought Ratchet and Clank was funnier. Okay. I think it had edgier jokes. I think so. Yeah, I, definitely, definitely. Which edgier is again jokes. something as a as a thirty year old dude, I don't really care about. Like this is not the top priority. The second for one's me. called Going Commando, bro. Isn't that funny? Isn't it funny that they said up your arsenal? Up you your arsenal. Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you like get a it? butt. Yeah. Like a butt. Like a butt hole. It's. <laughs> It's not quite as funny in hindsight, but in uh, hindsight, to be fair, I feel like even at the time I was a little bit like, eh, this isn't that funny. Like the name of the game is not that funny. Yeah. Yeah. Back then, even I was just like, okay, I see what you're doing. That's fine. That's cute. Good job. I think the writing was pretty good at the time. Ugh, I'm reluctant to stand behind this argument because I just feel like I'm going to get 
I'm going to see a clip of this game just be like, oh, fuck, that's not funny. Like, this isn't good. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much every single Daxter moment in Jack and Daxter. I see my instinct, though, is that they may have aged better because it wasn't quite as edgy. It wasn't. He was just kind of like pathetic. He was a dingus. Like, Daxter was a dingus, but like, dinguses are always funny. It's true. Somebody being dumb is always kind of like, haha. You're dumb. He said something stupid. Haha. I will laugh at you, you weasel man. You weasel dude. Weasel dude. I feel like Daxter probably, or yeah, Jack and Daxter probably aged better as far as the funnies go. I think. I think I would still enjoy playing Ratchet and Clank more Mm -hmm. because I think when playing through Jack and Daxter, like part of what was fun was uh, how well thought out the mechanics were in it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think those mechanics went on to like grow a lot in the later games and just in like game design in general. So it's uh, like, it might be less fun to play through those having had those things evolved. Sure. Where unfortunately enough, the dopamine tick of an experience bar going up is still pretty much the same mechanic that it has been since. Still gets you going too. And unfortunately enough, it is what gets me going. Hey, I'm not, I'm not gonna ick your yum. Yeah, maybe somebody needs to yuck my yum, man. <laughs> this is not. It's not good motivation for playing a video game. Oh man, surprised you didn't get more into City Skylines then. It definitely got me that the first like 10 hours or so, I think I liked quite a bit where like you're pretty quickly unlocking shit over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. When you got like that second level of districts, that's when I was like, really like, oh, fuck, yeah, we're, we're moving and grooving here mm-hmm. where you can create like the denser housing districts, yeah. and the denser work districts. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's good shit. Do you have an argument for why Jack is better than Ratchet and Clank? Um, why do I want to be on rails and just shooting things down a corridor? Mm. Why, when I can just explore a whole open environment, um, why do I want to shoot guns when I can just enjoy the purity of platforming? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to edit out how long it took you to respond to my question. Cause it was instantaneous. You had the gun locked and loaded, ready to shoot from the hip. <laughs> ready to roll yeah dude (laughs) i had my yellow eco ready to go why do you think that it's a trash game for trash people and shitty (laughs) gameplay i hate it (laughs) if you like that game you are a clown (laughs) you are a clown i'm bringing the nasty right now i'm being a nasty boy boy. Um, okay that's fair it is that's my biggest gripe with the ratchet and clank games is that it is just very linear. You just go through a, a level on rails and you shoot things. And the shooting thing is fun. That's that's what you're going for. It's like a shooting gallery. Yeah. As I guess if you're being overly simplistic with how you describe it would be the negative way to frame it. It just shows a shooting gallery, you know. But it's obviously it is, it's it much more linear, than that. It is very linear, though. It's very linear. It is very linear. It's very linear. Res remember Jack and Daxter just had bigger open environments where you could go and explore and do things and find some hidden stuff and stuff like that. You can still find hidden stuff in Ratchet and Clank, but yeah, just not the same uh, freedom. Right? That's true. That's fair. Yeah. So that's my that's my feeling. That's my feeling, personally. There are some games that I don't enjoy because they are so linear. I'm thinking specifically of Final Fantasy thirteen. Sure. Okay. Um, it's just so straightforward. I think because I was there for the, the experience gain tick, see the guns get better to unlock new guns 
I was also there for like the cutscenes and the uh, the comedy of mm-hmm. it all. Mm-hmm. That I guess I didn't mind that it was on rails because it is. It is very linear. Like I think even if you're trying to defend that game, that you can't really you can't really argue with that point. It, you pretty much go from point A to point B, and maybe there's some exploration after you're done with that, like some side spots you can yeah go, go back and like with a new gun you can get through a certain area or something or new like upgrade. Right, but that like isn't the main point of the game. When you go to a new level, it's like you got to go from here to there, and like there's a bunch of dudes in your way, so shoot them. Mm-hmm. I will say the inclusion of something in Ratchet and Clank that uh, takes any of my games straight to the top. It's got a Colosseum. Oh, you always love those Colosseums. Love a Colosseum. Once again, going to the achievement thing. I it it hits so many good good parts for me. A, I can unlock a bunch of shit without having to progress the story so that when I get back into the main story, I'm like OP and way strong. You just to- you just want the hyperbolic time chamber. Truly. No, the hyperbolic time chamber spoke to me on an emotional level. <laughs> I was like, oh God, if I could just like go get ahead. Just and- a year and it's a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My God, I could be so powerful. There you go. Become Ascended Saiyan. I never touch coliseums or arenas in games really like oh my god really maybe depending on the game i think i did it in like kingdom hearts in the first one. Oh my god dude that king i sunk so many fucking hours into the Colosseum. i remember i remember you beat sephiroth after like a bajillion tries you were it going took a crazy lot. yeah you were going nuts and i was just like mm-hmm. i didn't even know you could fight sephiroth i like got to the the dog i got to the hound cerberus yeah. the second time mm-hmm. and that was it i was just like i'm done the only one that really ever got me as far as like Coliseum arenas goes, is Hollow Knight. I was gonna ask if you did that one. The hall, the one in Hollow Knight was very good. The one in Hollow Knight's really good. I think that's just because Hollow Knight is really. I was about good. to say, just that game is very good. So yeah. it's it's uh, a testament to the video game itself. Just more combat I can do in Hollow Knight. Here, here is my thought. I think Ratchet and Clank holds a that the lizard brain part of my brain appreciates Jack or uh, uh, Ratchet and Clank a lot. Mm-hmm. I'd be willing to bet that Jack and Daxter may have aged better. It's possible. I think that's a thing that's probably true. I'll have to go back and play it. I think we will. And then we'll have to come down one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts on Roger and Clank? It was fun. It's fun. It's not as good as Jack and Daxter. Well, welcome to Nasty Boys. I'm flipping Chase off right now. Welcome to Nasty Boys, where two nasty boys are nasty. Mm-hmm. No, it's a good game. They're both good games. Back in the bad. My preference is Jack and Daxter, but I cannot deny that I had some great moments and times with Ratchet and Clank with all those guns. I love the disco ball gun. Very good. Very good gun. I just love the, the gun that shoots a bunch of split spinning blades everywhere and just slices and dices people. Mm-hmm. And just any of the guns that shoots like a shit ton of missiles. I was always about that. Very satisfying. More missiles, more good as far as I'm concerned. Did you hear that podtomistic video game review you just did? I did, because I'm a bad boy. It's dense with bad. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, with that, let's move on to the next part. Let's do it. So, for those of you who don't know, Cinco de Mayo is a lie not Cinco de Mayo. That's not the most important part. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wait, wait I, I, you're going to piss a lot of people off by saying that. Fair. Okay. 
Cinco de Mayo <laughs> is a fib. Oh. <laughs> Just a, a lie with a better PR team. <laughs> Cinco de Mayo is an important day. However, there is also an important thing that happens on Cinco de Mayo. Mm. That depending on who you are and what your relationships are could be more important to mm-hmm. you personally mm-hmm. than Cinco de Mayo. It is Emily Alice Gerhardt's birthday. HBD. HBD from Sweepy BBDB. You got it. That's, That's me. That's you. You got it. Sweepy BBDB HBD. <laughs> uh, as the video game podcast, we realized that we need to throw a birthday party. Yeah, just, just a light one. A little, a little, just like kickback, really. Yeah, but I was, I was googling on the internet, uh, video game birthday parties. Mm. Trash. All I see on there is just surface level nonsense. Nasty boy. Cakes in the shape of an Xbox controller. Mm. Weak. Weak. Birthdays at Chuck E. Cheese. Cool if you're ten. Yeah, pretty weak. Cool if you're ten. I see banners that say happy birthday, and then there's like Mario looking tough in the background. <laughs> it's me. Mario looking tough? It's a me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Tough Mario? None of these are capturing what make video games fun. Mm. None, of these, none of these birthday parties are really getting down into the mechanics of the video games. They don't understand video games like you do, Chase. No. Nor you. Nor you. Nor I. It's true. So, I have scrounged, and I have managed to find out that uh, one Emily Alice Gerhardt likes uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Three, three games. Okay. One is an amalgamation of many games. It is Sim Theme Park. Sim? I didn't even know there's a Sim Theme Park. It is pretty good. I did play that one. It was pretty tasty. Is it like Roller Coaster Tycoon Sims? It is definitely more like Roller Coaster Tycoon than The Sims. It's got a nice, it's got a nice coat of paint on it. I think it strips back a little bit of the complexity, but she also likes Roller Coaster Tycoon, so both of those are in there. Okay, okay. Zoo Tycoon? Sure. Any of the Tycoons? All right. Also Mario Party. Hell yeah. Um, the third one she was a little less convinced on. Okay. And so it is either Overcooked uh-huh. or Animal Crossing. We're not sure which yet. Animal Cooked? Animal Cooked, which is kind of like Overcooked. Over- a lot of overcrossing? Overcrossing. <laughs> um. And I think what we need to do is plan our birthday party, but I think we need to include deeper mechanics of these video games. Each of each, essentially four, three or four. Essentially four video yeah. games in the birthday party. I don't want pictures uh-huh. of a roller coaster. Yeah. I want the mechanics of Roller Coaster Tycoon at the birthday party. This is a roguelike video game birthday party. <laughs> You have to, you get one piece of the cake, then you die. You come back, you get another piece of the cake, you die until you get the whole cake. Okay. We're done. So you do keep some of the progression. <laughs> no, she doesn't like roguelikes. She doesn't like roguelikes. No, no, that's not even in the list. <laughs> this is Groundhog's Day now. Let Just relax, like cast black magic on you. <laughs> so I say let's start at the top. Okay. Um, we do need an aesthetic. This this birthday party does need to look like something. Sure. I want you to to put your hand in the bag of these video games and pull me out what this what this uh, birthday party is going to look like. I mean, I feel like the obvious choice is Animal Crossing. Yeah, that's pretty easy. I've, the second choice is going to be Mario Party, but I think either of these is pretty good, right? It's got to be Animal Crossing. That game is just all aesthetic, right? Yeah, true. Okay, so 
We fly her to a private island. We fly, fly her to a private island, and she gets uh, off the uh, gets off the plane. Mm-hmm. Immediately talks to a raccoon, I guess, right? Uh, it, it will be me, but I, I am going to be dressed up as Tom. As Nook. you dress as a raccoon, okay? Um, and you will give her debt. You'll give her give her debt debt immediately. A lot of debt, <laughs> with which she can then craft her own birthday room. Yes, <laughs> it's it is a lot of self directed fun in this birthday, but yes. <laughs> well, she'll she'll decide what she wants and where it goes and then everybody else will just put it there for her how about that sure. would she enjoy that yes you know her better yes no i think having a team of her friends dressed up as animals is good and then also telling them how to arrange a room is also good mm. with aesthetically pleasing items i think this is a good start all things she would like things that she has already put in her home from animal crossing Ah, now we're talking. Now we're so, cooking with gas. So they're already vetted as being cute. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. She has two turtles in her Animal Crossing house. I will get two turtles. Where those turts go? Corner? Where those turts go? What those turts do? <laughs> Show me what them turts do, baby. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Given the context wanna, of the rest of I the video game. I want to get that game, on a shirt. What show show me what them turts do, baby. It's just two turtles on it. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. continue. What were you going to say? The context of the rest of the Animal Crossing may be a little bit dangerous. Mm. I think handing her a backpack with like an axe and a shovel and a slingshot and okay. a fishing rod may be well. That's not... where, that's where we can that's where we can switch over to a different game. Okay, so I don't right. have to give don't have to give my significant other an axe. No. No, you don't. Hey, baby, it's me, Tom Nook. I'm giving you a bunch of deadly weapons. Is that how Tom Nook sounds? Uh, No, in my head canon it is. Is he an elderly Italian gentleman who smokes cigarettes? Sleazy sleazy New York uh, landlord. Oh, God. I just feel gross just thinking about that. But he smells good like pizza. Not, Not good like soap, but good like something delicious. I don't know if I would say it's good if someone smelled like pizza. Oh, that's my dream. Is it, that's all I want. I guess it's a difference between like if it's pizza you ate or if it's mm, or pizza, pizza you, you cooked. <laughs> that is a distinct If it's pizza difference. you cooked, you probably smell more like dough, which is going to be a little bit better. Yeah, as opposed to just like grease and grease, pepperoni. <laughs> grease and sweat. <laughs> Not so good. <laughs> okay. So we've transported her to this island where uh, we have a birthday house. This is a pretty big island. So we have a lot of room to work with here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What else can we do on the island? Okay, so the other games we have left are Roller Coaster Tycoon and Sims Theme Park. And um, Zoo Tycoon. And Zoo Tycoon and Overcooked? And Overcooked and Animal Crossing. We already did Animal Crossing. We already did Animal Crossing. Also Mario Party. And Mario Party. Okay. The next thing that happens is that she leaves the room and she gets transported onto a roller. Does she like roller coasters or she just like roller coasters? Yes. She likes roller coasters. Yes, she does. It's just a roller coaster waiting for her outside the door of the house that she made mm. in Animal Crossing, right? That's very good. And it could be like one of the roller coasters she made like back in the day. <laughs> we got to go dig up OG. some save files. Yeah, I got to go dig up old Robbie Gerhardt's old computers. <laughs> and yeah, and find the find her favorite, her her mas- her masterpiece yeah. on there. Um, and then recreate that IRL. That would be a dream. This is a very good idea. You're welcome. It's and not it even also, funny. That's a good idea. It also goes through her zoo. 
Okay, we also have a zoo now. It's a zoo and it's a roller coaster. <laughs> My thought would also be, so definitely dig up the safe files. This is a good idea. I also think have a bunch of people make their own roller coasters mm. and then bring them to her and say, we fucked up. These are terrible. Please help us fix them. Oh, does she like fixing things? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, you know what you could do? What's that? You could have a like Hot Wheels competition. That's kind of like mm. if you're not actually going to make, if you're going for like more of a grounded birthday party as opposed uh-huh. to just like I'm a Jeff Bezos and I'm making a fucking island for you that has a roller coaster that I just made. Yes. Do you like? Which I do. Does, yeah, they, oh, okay. Cool. But also like Hot Wheels is probably the closest thing you can get to IRL roller coaster creation. Sure. That's fair. I so in thinking about this, I think what I what I really need to do is I will need to go talk to Rick Moranis. Ooh. Okay, I and, see where this is going. <laughs> and uh we can make miniatures of the roller coasters and the zoos. I will have to also talk to Rick Moranis about the real sized animals that I will need to make smaller, but mm. uh go talk to Rick Moranis and uh-huh. be like, hey, I would like to to shrink the kids, Mr. Moranis. So are you shrinking the things and the creatures, or are you shrinking the people? So what I'll be doing is there will be models of roller coasters that we can construct. Okay. We can also shrink our bodies down to ride the roller coasters. Okay. However, something I know that M likes to do in these games is to, like, optimize and make the most money in the parks. Okay. So that we do need to build an economy and then shrink the economy down to... And also just nickel and dime all over friends. See, this is what I think we need to to, to get like some sea monkey sort of situation going on. Like, so, oh, okay, so not real people. I think, yeah, making them like faceless nobodies is probably going to be pretty important to exploiting so the market. So you're saying we need to create living creatures for the sole yes. purpose... Of, of being exploited for their money. Economically enslaving them. Oh. Yes. Happy <laughs> birthday. It's every it's every woman's dream. Every <laughs> woman's dream. How'd you know I want to see monkey slaves? Say happy birthday this year with an entire economy directed towards your personhood. <laughs> Every kiss begins with capitalism exploitment. We are creating a terrifying utopia. Yeah, it's going to be really good for just a few people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Look sure at sure this society. Um, okay, that's pretty good. And then once we're all tired from being in the sun on these roller coasters and looking at these animals, we'll have a cooking competition. We will have a cooking competition, and you will have to hit blocks and go around. Oh, yeah, Mario Party. The game board. Ooh. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, here we go. All the different minigames are cooking minigames. Aha. Uh-huh. So all of our friends come over, still dressed as animals, I would like to remind everyone. Mm-hmm. And we're going to play Mario Party. But yes, yeah. you're right. The minigames are cooking games. Uh-huh. And, and we'll have to make a food. Exactly. There's floating platforms mm-hmm. and uh, propane burners on little floating things in Hale's Pool. Um, <laughs> it's just Hale's backyard. It's just I'm just imagining Hale's backyard. Yeah, that's yep. that's the party place in my mind. 
Yep. But yeah, you have to just risk it for a biscuit and just get out there on those floaties with some fire and some some knives and raw meat. I somebody needs to make a fucking filet mignon. Sorry, bro. You gotta Whoever go. Does, you gotta cut get that 10, steak. Ten coins. Gotta chop that those carrots, man. Gotta chop them. I need some chicken noodle soup. God damn it. Are you trying to get the this this secret star? The superstar. The Are you trying to get the superstar? You trying to get the mini game star? Huh? What are you going to do? Or, or are you trying to act like a little wiener? Are you trying to be a nasty boy? <laughs> Is that being a nasty boy? Or are you being a nasty boy? Or are they both being nasty boys? Tough to decide. I think I need to think about the, the nasty boy extended universe a little bit longer to figure that one out. It's true. We need, we need, there's more boys in there for sure. There's always more boys in there. The bad nasty boys. <laughs> so we will need to, to figure out how to make Wario be alive why wario does she love wario no but he's a bad guy luigi too so we're animating wario and waluigi or luigi or waluigi luigi and wario i think are going to be good antagonists while we're playing this game luigi's a bad guy yes yeah yeah Ooh, heel turn okay it's the ones you love the most <laughs> i'm ready for it i'm not talking about animating luigi and wario okay what are you talking i'm about? talking about conjuring luigi and wario techromancy we may need to get into techromancy okay or necromancy i don't know if they're dead but they're not human they're electricity maybe they are now so it may be easier to go through tech technomancy but these this story of mario may be based on a very old uh biblical account an old fable yeah about an italian plumber <laughs> They take some liberties in the newer versions, but uh, <laughs> the biblical times really known for their plumbing. <laughs> it's a tale as old as time. <laughs> Things course. sure are hard here in Egypt. Man, I sure do love my well-running toilet. Yeah, it's great. It's beautiful. It's pristine cistern. Uh, yeah, we will have to conjure. We'll have to learn the dark arts of technomancy to bring Luigi and Wario into our painful flesh world. Okay. Pain. Like, you really framed that pretty negatively. I mean, it's going to be painful for painful them. They're not meant for this place. Yeah, they probably never have felt pain before. No. The the way they react in games su- sort of suggests that they have not felt pain. Maybe mm-hmm. emotional, but certainly not physical. Yeah. Like, they experience their code telling them to be dazed, but they don't experience pain. Yeah. What do we do with them after, the, after like, we're done with this Mario party? I guess we kill them, right? <laughs> I guess just end end their end their suffering in the meat space. Maybe that's the end of the birthday party. <laughs> All right, Mario and Luigi are dead. <laughs> He's just walking, just covered in like green and yellow blood, just mm-hmm. everything. Just like, "All right, see you guys. Party favors out back. The ritual is complete. The ritual is complete. You may leave now. The cycle has begun anew. God. Oh man, that took a that took a turn. <laughs> took a turn. You started off with just like a a nice kind of furniture arranging mm. birthday party, and then it just turned to death. Yeah, turned to death. What does that say about us? So how do we end the birthday party? What <laughs> happens at the end? When is cake? Uh, you can serve it on the cold, dead corpse of Luigi. <laughs> He's known for his stiffness. He'll be able to make a pretty good uh, uh, lazy Susan. <laughs> the rigor mortis will hit in quickly with him. Uh, yeah, and then 
we'll uh, make a cake and uh says happy birthday I guess, from tom i'm Nook. guessing emily alice will be the superstar and she'll have all of her debt forgiven by tom nook and her park and zoo will be exceptionally profitable and she will be uh get a james beard award in the overcooked world as being the top three michelin stars three michelin stars as an overcooked chef that makes sense to me this is the best electronic hamburger i've ever had we're going around every island to find out the best corpse to eat off of on diners drive-ins and dead bodies oh my god why gotta do guy fieri like that He'll show up. I know he will. That's Apocalypse Fieri. Um, that sounds like a very fun birthday party to me. Uh, you know, I don't think I can make it this year. <laughs> I think, don't think you're going to go this I one. I think huh? I'm busy. I think I'm busy. It's um, not murder. It's not murder. They're from the tech space. It's different. I'm not going to say anything if that's what you're concerned about. I'll put you in the tech space. I oh, know technomancy. My, oh, my God. I should never let you learn technomancy. It's gone to your head. Watched a bunch of YouTube tutorials. Now I'm drunk with power. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that one really went off the went off the rocker. Yeah, you know, it's just how you gotta rain rain your birthday in the podimism style. This is episode thirteen. That's what's a little bit spookier. It gets it gets dark. We're getting spooky. Nice. So, we're on Twitter, still. Tweet us. Chase made a very funny picture. I made a funny picture. I'm going to make another funny picture for Ratchet and Clank. You can go see it there. I'm ready. Um, We're also going to be taking this Quantic uh, Foundry quiz and talking about it next time. I'll post a link to that so you can do your own if you want to. Find out what kind of gamer you are. Yeah. This, This tells you everything you need to know about yourself. Forget everything else you learned through your own life experiences. This will tell you who you really are. This is the important part. Yeah. Pay attention. Pay attention. Uh, so yeah, we can we can do all that. You can always review the show. It's always an option available to you. Mm-hmm. I'll read your name on here. We haven't talked about this in a while, but we've been doing an episode a week, which is still quarantined. Still doing great there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think when the physical realm opens back up, when the portal <laughs> opens in front of our homes, and we may go back to the twice monthly model, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, we just happen to have quite a bit of time right now, so we've sure got time do. to pump these pods out. Just just a heads up for those of you who are the weekly listeners. Mm-hmm. So, do you have any birthday gaming wisdom? Birthday gaming wisdom? Birthday gaming wisdom. I feel like this may be, there may be something in there. A lot of video games have been played on birthdays. Don't let anybody try and punk you on your birthday, especially mm. in a video game. Mm. This is your moment. You take that top spot you don't care you just knock everybody else down this is a nasty boy birthday wisdom all right that's it was that that seemed like mario party specific yeah yeah there's a lot there's some there's some anger in there it kind of sounded some like madness. got a little spice on that got one. A little spice on that one now birthdays are about being with your friends and your loved ones and enjoying life and what better way to do that than by then playing some video games what were you gonna say then beating their ass in mario party their ass and murdering uh iconic video game characters that you summon from the digital realm yeah great that's pretty good i like that you have any wisdom have a good birthday man do whatever the fuck you want to
A lot of pressure gets put on birthdays. Sure does. You gotta. Just a birthday is a day to do whatever the fuck you want to do. Sure is. Anyway, we'll see you next week when we talk about how much of a core gamer David is and how much we're all just casuals living in his space. Core gamer, baby. <laughs> Come at me. Let's see those Let's see those quiz results, y'all. I want to see them. Let's see them. Let's hear them. See you then. All right, see ya. Okay, bye. going on out there uh, I think something. it was like mad then laughing and then a little mad again <laughs> yeah <laughs> what do you get bean the whole thing pita oh my god yeah just let him just let him have the pita he's never he's never gone after anything on the table that hard Yeah, shit. He's an old man. He does what he wants. I guess so.